Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Ace. Children's books. Why? What? And how? Your dog is staring at us. He always, well, he's half staring at us. He's half staring at us. Half looking at the inside of his eyelids. That's okay. Which I think dogs have three different sets of eyelids. Like beavers? Beavers have three sets of eyelids? They've got transparent eyelids that are like goggles so they can see underwater. Oh. They're amazing. Can I tell you more about beavers? No. I have so many beaver facts. Do you know how they eat in the winter? (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Okay, Betsy, we're getting sidetracked, I think. This is the beaver podcast. (laughs) I'm Beaver Bird. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. No, it's not. BB. BB. Yeah. Oh, I like those initials. See? Maybe I should stick with those. <laughs> That'd be excellent. No, the only reason I was unnerved by your dog staring at us is that uh, I was playing trivia last night and playing on one of the many television screens at the time was the movie A Dog's Promise. Are you familiar with the film A Dog's Promise? No. Let me just tell you one little thing about it that I managed to pick up hearing nothing about it. <laughs> it's about a dog which dies and then comes back as a puppy but it, it can smell its previous owners. Ew. Now you've learned something. Great. I've taught you something today. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to take that to my grave. Wonderful. And and speaking of graves, um, <laughs> nope. What? That doesn't work at all. <laughs> it sounded so good, though. Uh, what do we do on this podcast, Kate? <laughs> we talk about beavers and dogs. That's correct. <laughs> it's a beaver and dog podcast. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Betsy Bird, and uh, what do we actually talk about on this podcast, Kate? Oh, oh, children's picture books. That's the stuff, and uh, why? Because you wanted to. True. <laughs> not untrue. But also to determine if they're classics or not. Sure. Sure, we read things that are well-known and things that are maybe slightly lesser well-known. Now, the one this week is actually pretty darn well-known, and came out in 1999, which means it crested the 20-year mark. Wow. Yeah. I feel I know. so old. So do I, because I remember when this book was not so old. And when I was, so there's a sequel to this book coming out this year. And I was like, oh yeah, a sequel to that book. Let me see when the previous came out. 21 years ago. That, the book, today's book could, could It vote. could have been 20 it and a drink. half. Yeah. It could be 20 and a half. It could be 20 and a half. That's true. I don't know the exact pub date. Right. But anyway, this is a, this is a staple of children's librarians who love it. They adore it. I'm going to pull it out. I can't wait to hate it. Oh, no, you're not. You're going to adore this one. There's so much to say. Trashy Town. By Andrea Zimmerman and David Klemisha. Sure. Illustrated by Danny Carino. Yay! Trashy Town. It's trashy and a town. What's not to love? Boop, 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 boop. Um, the trash part? Oh, you well, the tra- it's taken care of, Kate. It's all in the book. Is it taken care of by the rats? The rats are a big part of it. 
But is it, does it take place in New York? Because I'm getting New York vibes off. Well, of this. the illustrator lives in New York, but you. Yep. I think All right, this could that's be any, that question. I think this could be anywhere. But oh, I thought I that was a you. spatula on the front. Oh, it's a parking meter. There I think. you go. It's an old parking. I was meter, like, why though, is yeah. there a spatula? No, it's a 1999 parking meter. You know, it was ancient. Oh, so not the pay to park with the you put in the code. There's no app. There's no app. This one. This one is appless. Wow. Appless and hapless. Okay. Indeed. Go read that thing. All right. All right. While Kate does a read, I'm going to tell you a little story about Dan Yaccarino, the illustrator of today's book. This is a personal story. It has no use above and beyond uh, the fact that it happened once to me. So, once upon a time, I was a young children's librarian with my very first job as a children's librarian. And this was in New York City. I'd gotten hired to work in a castle. Which is to say, I had gotten hired to work in Greenwich Village at the Jefferson Market Branch. Now, the Jefferson Market Branch looks like a castle. It's in Greenwich Village, and it was probably the number one branch in the city that would have celebrities and famous people come in. Uh, Julia Stiles I once helped. Uh, Hope Davis once came in for, for a story time. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's kids would go there. All that sorts of stuff. So, lots of people live in Greenwich Village. And one day... I, I knew my, my children's literature basics, I should say, for this to make sense. Woman comes in, and she needs to get some library cards for her kids and herself. And her last name is Yaccarino. Now, I was fairly new to New York City. As far as I knew, there were Yaccarinos all over the place. There were probably like 100,000 Yaccarinos living in the Lower East Side of New York. I didn't know. So, I did think in my head, though, oh, that's funny. There's a... There's an illustrator by the name of Dan Yaccarino. Do I say this to the woman? I do not. Uh, maybe I should have, because I find out a little bit later. Oh yeah, that was Dan Yaccarino's wife and kids. Yep, they'd come in for library cards, uh, just like any normal schmo. And I was like, oh, I should have told them how much I admired Dan Yaccarino's work. So that is one of your kick yourself stories. Okay, so maybe Dan Yaccarino isn't on the same level as a Sarah Jessica Parker or something. But for me, he was a true celebrity. And, uh, and I admired his work very much. Smash it down. With what, Betsy? With a smasher. With what, Betsy? No, he's got a regular... Don't even get me started, <laughs> okay. all right? I've got issues. Perhaps we should begin again Wait, from the start. Right. This is, a, this is a book about a trash man. Who says trash man? They're called, like... Little kids, Kate. Little no. kids say trash man. No, they call them garbage men. They can call him garbage man, Miss Fancy. Oh, the garbage man. No sure, one says garbage. Trash no, man. No one that's says basic. that's not a thing. No <laughs> yeah. one says trash man. And sure they, they do. No. They do have to read in this book. No. Look, people. What's write to fuse8kate at gmail.com and tell me if you call him trash Look, men. For the that's rhythm of the book to work, it can't be the garbage man. It has to be the trash man. Mr. Gilly is a trash man. Mr. Gilly is a garbage man. No, see, that was... The it. garbage man can... Well, that's not what it says. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be a trash man. It's got to be two syllables. So then... Otherwise, the book gets thrown off in So time. it's about this guy. Mr. Gilly. Yeah. Yeah. He's a garbage man. That's that guy. Who is followed by these two rats. He is followed by two rats. And one of them always has his mouth open. Yes. Why do you think that is? I'm assuming because he's narrating everything. Okay. So that is very unclear to me. And it, the decision was made when they decided to turn this into a little Weston Woods film. In the little Weston Woods film, which is like a little animated version of like a picture book, they, they do them all the time. They've been doing them for years. 
in this the version of this book that they did yes he is narrating and she is too there's a, there's a boy rat and a girl rat i'm sure you could tell that from, from this art <laughs> oh yeah and uh yes they are they are the ones who are narrating i think the mouth open leaves it open to interpretation but really i do because one of, them, one of them always has his mouth open. Maybe it's panting. Panting? It's a very hot day. You don't see a tongue. Don't rats have tongues? I don't know. I don't go to rats and open their mouths out and say, stick out your tongue for me, rat! Like, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that. Anyway, I think, I'm just, I'm assuming they're following him wherever he goes because one of them's a narrator. Sure. Is my guess. Well, also, he's carrying trash. Delicious, delicious trash. Gross. So, he puts on his heavy gloves. Mm. The the garbage man, not the rat. Mr. Gilly. And he climbs into his truck, turns the key, and he's out looking for trash. And as soon as he's on a job, boom, half his face goes away. Wait, what? Boom. No face. Oh, because he's always on the side. From the side, you're getting like like the silhouetted... You would The think, silhouette of the man. But the way that the very first one goes, it really looks like he's missing half a head. <laughs> because his nose looks like an ear. It's It's, it's just, true, actually. We're missing half <laughs> a head. Yeah. No. He's yeah. like, he's just Mr. Gill. There's Mr. no Lee. G-I-L, just yeah. not the Lee. Yeah. yeah it's, he's no longer an adverb. And then here, okay, so he finds trash by the school, right? Mm-hmm. He empties the trash into his truck. And mm. then it says, every time he picks up trash, it says, dump it in, smash it down, drive around the trashy town. Mm-hmm. How is he smashing it down? The he- garbage truck is smashing it down in the back. You know where they put it in, the back of the garbage truck? Yeah. Because it compacts it, right? So that's it smashing it down. We don't see that. Well, no, you, you know it. If you've we ever don't seen know a trash he turn. doesn't work for the city. Because if he was, he'd be wearing some sort of logo or reflective this gear. Could be, this is my interpretation. It's a very small city. <laughs> he look how quickly he cleans up the entire city, as it says. I think he's doing. Well, would you want to live in a town that's called Trashy Town? Well, no, <laughs> no. Maybe that's why their tourism industry is not <laughs> as high as it could be. It just it concerns me the smashing thing because really it, does, it doesn't really say how it's being smashed. Now, how do you read? What rhythm do you use to read that? Because I have heard a variety of different versions. Like the version I do, wait, wait, what do you do? Dump it in, smash it down, drive around the trashy town. I like it. Oh, I've just scared your dog with my with my raspberry. No, that's very interesting. Okay, so mine is like dump it in, smash it down, drive around the trashy town. Is the trash truck full yet? No! Mr. Gilly drives on. That is not how they do it in the in the Weston Woods version, where it's like, dump it in. Smash it down. Drive around the trashy town. I disagree, and I disapprove. Right. I like your version, though. Thank you. I like the yip the dip the kind of version. Let's rush it down and drive around the trashy town. Let's rush it down and drive. I love it. All right, that's going to be my new one. All right, so then it's the Monty Python. Yeah, which has a name. It has a name, you know. I don't know what it is. Okay, so then. If you know what it is. So then he goes to the park. Again, half a face. <laughs> I don't know what it is when he well, gets it. Well, maybe it's the only way he can deal with the stank. You know? He just decides to rip off half of his face. Hey, if the just... shoe fits, it's a tough job, man. So he goes to the park, picks up the trash, same thing, same mm-hmm. jumpy little catchy tune, right? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get to him behind the doctor's office. <laughs> yes. 
Now, I'm pretty sure trash cans behind a doctor's office should be handled by a medical trash removal professional <laughs> company. Because there's going to be... Maybe there are separate trash. Maybe there's, like, trash that's just, like, you know, the Kleenexes. And maybe there's a trash with the syringes. Right. There's going to be needles. There's right. going to be blood. Right. There's going to be urine. Yes. There's going to be all sorts of things. Well, I, obviously, they're not going to put that in the alleyway. So they would have that as wherever they put So that. in this very small fictional town. Well, it's a suburb, you see, of a larger city. They, and they have, have a separate medical trash removal professional Really, company. all the small suburbs in the area share uh-huh. the same pickup. Oh. But it's only Tuesdays mm. and Thursdays. Uh-huh. So you have to get the right days. And this right. book takes place clearly on a Wednesday. Oh. Because the kids are in school. Right. Betsy. That's my... That's Betsy. My, that's this is why it concerned me with the smashing. Because I'm like, he's going to no, be... No, if it's syringes and blood going right, everywhere. He's going to be smashing yeah. this down. Now remember, like, this was in 1999 when there were no rules. No what? rules at all. It was a wild west out there. You don't remember very well because you're younger than me. But I remember very clearly. It was a really wild. Oh, I remember '99. That was Columbine. I was a freshman in high school. Oh, Brian, take it down a notch. Don't say that's how. That was a long time. Anyway, so don't smash it down with your foot, buddy. That's all I'm saying. This is gonna be very dangerous. No, but he's not. He's a compact. They're in the back of the. That's how you smash it into your trash food. Sure. And then he goes behind the fire station (laughs) where apparently they eat fish. And he's... Well, maybe the dog ate fish. They got Dalmatian there. And then it says <laughs> he drives down all the streets all in the Trashy streets. Town. He empties all the trash cans mm. into the truck. He's juggling nine trash cans. I assume they're empty by this point. Even if you can juggle nine <laughs> trash cans, it doesn't mean you should juggle nine trash cans. Dude, does he get any points for the fact that the trash cans are like the old-fashioned, like, Oscar the Grouch era? I mean, they really look like, they look like suitcases because there's no definition between the lid and the can. Well, the whole thing is flat. It's got a very flat 50s style to it. Yes, and again, half a face. (laughs) I'll tell you when he gets his face fully back. Okay. It's only really when he's doing a job that he has half a face. Interesting. Right. I still say there's a medical reason. So it says, is the trash truck full? Yes. Yes. The job is done. He's got a full face back now. <laughs> he no longer has to keep his half. Right. His weird two-face look. Now he drives the trash to the dump. Right. And the mice, rats, whatever, are very prominently featured. They're quite close to the viewer at this point. Right. Who doesn't want to get this is why, up with a rat? Right. Yeah. This is why I was like, okay, he's definitely the narrator because he's yeah. up in front. With his mouth open. But. Does this mean that you have to read the book in a, in a mousy rat voice? Please, no. Is the rest of full yet? Oh my gosh! Okay, okay. You should hear my mosquito voice. That's okay. It's much no, worse. I think yeah. you have done the mosquito voice. Yes, yeah, super painful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the dump here—it's just four colored mounds: orange, red, white, and black. Quite. Simplicity. <sighs> Simplicity of form. Yeah. It doesn't show how disgusting a dump really is. It doesn't show how disgustingly awful piles of trash are. Yeah, I'm, you're really making me want to make you read the book I Stink, which does go into the alphabetized disgustingness of the trash. Like, dirty diapers and all. It's in there. I mean, it doesn't this even... Is, this has a, a purity of form. You're far enough away where you don't have to smell it or even see it. 
it, up close. It doesn't even talk about like recycling and reducing trash. It, That's true. It anyway, does not. so we get it would to be hard to work that into the narrative. Well, we get to inside the house. Uh-huh. He's home. He still has a full face. He has a full face now because yeah. the job is done. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. As soon as he decides there's one more thing he has to do, Betsy, <laughs> right. he's got... to be considered part of his job. He's got one more job to do. It right. says, now there's only one more thing to clean up. Uh-huh. Back to half a face. Oh. And now it's... And a full head of bubble hair. Time for a bath, Mr. Gilly. <laughs> Mr. Gilly. And the rats are watching him through a window. You ever wonder if people pronounce his name Mr. Gilly anywhere? No, because I'm so... I'm in the SNL... You know, world with Kristen Wiig going, you know, Gilly. Oh, geez. That is an association that would never have occurred to me in a million years. Gilly. What? Did you do that? This book would have come out when that was a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. 99, that was Kristen Wiig. Maybe that was in the back of Andrea Zimmerman's mind when she was making his name. I don't know. Gilly was a girl. Yeah, it's still a good name. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the end. It's just peeping rats and then this Peep, It is peeping rats, And yeah. then there's like a CD for some reason. And a bunch of uh, fish bones. Right. Yeah. Which a lot of fish bones. I'll get to Which in my... Trash. I'll get to in my rating. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a really weird thing to bring up in the rating, but okay. Um, so, this book. Uh, beloved of people who have to read it aloud to large groups because it is very hard to find books that you can do that with. Everybody has different rhythms. Uh, I could even probably find some YouTube videos of people performing this book with different rhythms. That's a big promise, and I haven't actually looked that up. But if I can, and if I find them, I will put them in the show notes for people. Uh, In 2018, it was turned into a board book, which would be very simple. It's a very simple thing. And of course, the whole reason I'm doing it is... What do I have in my hand, Kate? Smashy Town. Smashy Town! He changed professions. Now he's in the demolition business. It's a different guy, though. No! That's Mr. Gilly. Can't you see Mr. Gilly? His face is different. That's because he's like, well, he's got a pointy nose instead of a rounded nose. Maybe he had a nose job. We don't know. And this guy... He's got half a face! Do you recognize him now? See, there he is. That was a different guy. It's not a different guy. His name is is Mr. Gilly. Fine, maybe it's his brother. But (laughs) in any case... The rhythm with this one is go, swing the ball, hit the wall, smash, smash, smash. Swing the ball, hit the wall, crash, crash, crash. That's how this one goes. Uh, And it will be out uh, May 1st of 2020. And uh, yes, and it's very strange because Dan Yaccarino does, his style has changed a lot since that one. But, oh, and do, do you see what they have instead of rats? Ugh, pigeons. Pigeons! Flying rats. <laughs> <laughs> well, also one with its mouth always open. Right. So very much, very much in the same vein. Right. Is that one over there? Ratings time. You okay. are enamored of this book. I can feel the waves of love just I, emanating from you for the book. I feel like it could have talked about reducing, reusing, or recycling in a rhythmic method. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Three sure, hours. these days. We learned this probably. in elementary school. Yeah. So, yeah, you could have taught kids that instead of glossing over the dirty details. I mean, oh. I mean, trash, trash men do exist. They do. And they do this job. They do. And so, I mean, this job does exist, and this is the job, so 
I mean, yes, there are recycling trucks, but this isn't about Mr. Lily. Why couldn't the, the it? Why man. couldn't it have been a recycling truck? It could be in another book. It, kids are usually taught the recycling truck with the trash truck these days. Well, and the end pages, um, they remind me when I because I was staring at them for a long time, and yeah. they <laughs> they look <laughs> they like to move. they they remind me of Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. If you look at them long enough. They kind of have the Dr. Seuss look to them with the newspaper, sure. the can, the way it's 3D. There's a Seussian feel. But the illustrations in the book, for me... Mm-hmm. It's not your style. You like they're the too detail. simple. You like the detail. You don't the like half the... the face freaks me out. <laughs> I don't like the... that. Like Some of the streets are white for some reason. You've got a white mound of trash mm-hmm. that... And, and the four mounds of trash are just mounds. They're just ovals. They don't actually like show anything except for the five little icons coming out of the back of the truck it's a simplified illustrated form it's 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 but trash has like a huge problem yes and it's the not two-year-olds and don't tend like, to deal with that so much well maybe if you teach them at a young age well, you do teach them at a young age but this is where you start with them understanding what trash even is and then later when they're a little older then you can go through the recycling and the trash stuff I'm sure it's fun to read in front of people, mm-hmm. like in front of kids. Right. It missed the mark for me. Interesting. Yeah. Very, and very it just made me angry. Like, talk <laughs> about recycling. Talk about reducing the amount of trash you make so Fair that point. Mr. Gilly can have a vacation or something, you know? like. Well, clearly he changed jobs at some point. So, <laughs> so I gave it a 3.5. It makes me... Wow! That is so low! Yeah. I have issues. Oh, man. Talk about recycling or reducing the trash. Yeah, eventually. But that's not the point of this book. Anyway. All right. No, the all point right. of this one is to make it sing-songy and trash is great well, and fun. as it happens, if you do want um, a book that talks about trash and recycling, the adult version of this uh, would be a, a graphic novel called Trashed. It is by, and this is truly his name, Durf Backdurf. And he's a he's a comic artist. Durf Backdurf is probably best known for his. Is that uh, D U R F or no, D E R F? That's a D E R F. Durf Back D E R F. Got it. Durf Backdurf, um, kind of like Berkeley Breath, that kind of name. And so he his best known comic was My Friend Dahmer, about how he grew up and his one of his friends in high school was Jeffrey Dahmer. It was turned into a film uh, not that long ago. This is another graphic novel. This is, a, again, kind of a memoir because he worked as a trash... Uh, I was going to say trash man. I guess back then they would have called him that. Um, which, garbage man. Garbage man, sure, whatever. Thank you. In any case, he worked as that as a... It was a summer job and it kind of extended a bit past that. And the sheer grossness of it. And then he fills it with facts about uh, trash and how we should be recycling and what are the state of the current state of the trash in America is today. So highly recommend it if you would like a just a fantastic book. Uh, it is very much adult, uh, but I, I think people should see it. However, if you are doing a story time and you are your room is filled with small children and you want to have something rhythmic and fun and simple that you can see across a room, you can't do better than Trashy Town, man. Trashy Town, it's so much fun to read. It's so much fun to listen to. And then you can have the kids screaming, no! at you until you get to the final yes and it's like a big surprise for them so is it my favorite read aloud in the entire world well we're not thinking about that we're thinking about how good a read aloud it is in and of itself so i'm gonna give it a 7.5 that's that's about where i put wow. Town. so you, what you think that was low 
That's high. I was thinking eight, but I decided to scale it back because I do have other read-alouds I prefer, but I love this book. Yeah, it's 5.5. Oh, yay! It's just barely. It's a barely classic. Hooray! I actually did not do the math in my head. I thought it would not be a classic because of that. So it's a it's a toe over the line. Toe over. Tiny, a pinket, a pinket toe. A, the nail well, on the pinket toe. I'm sure the librarians the and teachers that agree with you are very happy. Everybody in the world is happy but Kate. <laughs> Hooray. And the people who care about this planet. Moving yeah, on. Yeah. Anyway. Letters time. Ooh. Uh, we got a question. Well, that wasn't so much a question. It was more of a statement. It's like when you talk to like small children. Like, does anyone have a question? They're like, I like dogs. You know. <laughs> um, that's sort of a, a question in that way. Uh, so it was about our Knuffle Bunny 2. Uh-huh. And remember where you pointed out the shot where it goes behind Sonia and it says like, manager... And dishwasher. Yeah. So Jill wrote, and she says, uh, teaching kids at a young age to get a part-time job. Pretty much, yeah. She said, in regards to the manager slash dishwasher, perhaps they were discussing community helpers? Could well be. And then she says, OMG, I totally remember Watcher in the Woods, Disney movie from the 80s. I refused to watch it. Too creepy. Yes. Yes, it was. It was very, very creepy. And now you can see it on Disney+. Plus. So Are you sure it's on there? I have not checked because right. I'm afraid it'll be Betsy, like the, so it'll be things. like the grudge, and then like the girl will just come out of the TV and she'll get me in all my. There's mirrors. so many things that I wanted to watch on Disney Plus that are like, like what? It's like available in May 2020. Wait, available in January 2021. Available now. No. Oh uh -uh. no! So you mean Flight of the Navigator might not be on it? No. What? The whole point of it was to get Flight of the Navigator. No, it wasn't. But. <laughs> Yeah, I'm it's just such saying, a weird like, film. there's a lot of stuff on there you have to wait. They don't have everything at once. Oh. Well, yeah. that just popped my bubble. Yeah, sorry. All right. What you gonna do? Uh, Grown-up things we like. Okay. You wanna start or you want me to do it? Um, I'll go quick. It's okay. three and one. Oh. I, since I was on a very long yeah, plane to, ride from Abu Dhabi, here, yeah. mm -hmm. I watched three stand-up specials at once. Oh, whom? Um, and I like that none of them are white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're also all dudes, so... Oh, I was hoping you were going to say Ali Wong. Okay, darn. No. Okay. Now, um, my favorite of the three is Gabriel Iglesias, otherwise known as Fluffy. Um, um, I don't know him. You should. He's hilarious. He's oh. my favorite. He's this big guy, mm -hmm. speaks Spanish, has so many different voices for different characters. Um, I mean, he, he calls himself Fluffy, mm -hmm. not fat. Fluffy. Oh. Um, and he tells all these really funny stories about um, being with Snoop Dogg. And I actually saw him in an airport once. And I was like, who is that guy? And then I looked him up and watched his comedy. And he's very funny. Oh. Um, second one I watched was Kevin Hart's Irresponsible. Oh, yes. Um, and then the third one I watched was Ronnie Ching, uh, Asian Comedian Destroys America. Oh, nice. He's on The Daily Show. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, he's... He may have had a book out. But... Gabriel Iglesias is my number one. Ah. Fluffy. Well, that's excellent. One Show Fits All was the uh, Netflix show I watched. His special. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been watching uh, I've been watching adult movies and everything. Not not adult adult movies. I was going to say Betsy. Movies for adults. All right. I know. That sounded more exciting than it was. Um, <laughs> and this is the least adult movie-ish movie of all time. Uh, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's the Mr. Rogers movie so, with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks one. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And so I didn't know how this would go. Um, you know, I watched Mr. Rogers when I was a kid, and I wasn't as into it as I was 
Sesame Street. Um, but, you know, it was a thing that was on and it meant I didn't have to be alone with my brain. So I watched it. <laughs> and uh, as I heard someone point out, they were like, look, if you're going to have someone play Mr. Rogers, they've got to be really, really famous in their own right. You can't have like an obscure actor playing Mr. Rogers or it's just going to be weird. So why not Tom Hanks? Sure, he doesn't look anything like Mr. Rogers. And he certainly doesn't sound anything like Mr. Rogers, but you kind of forget that after a while and you kind of get into the role. And what I liked about it was it doubles down on Mr. Rogers' weirdness. It makes him out to be a really super nice guy, sure, but he was kind of a weird guy. And they don't like try to gloss that over. They don't try to make him a saint or anything. Um, and there's just enough of him. It's not all focused on him. He's there, but he's sort of in the periphery with the story of this guy and... He's dealing with feelings about his dad who left his mom when she had cancer. And so, you know, he's dealing with these like, and then he's got a kid himself now and he's trying to deal with all these conflicting feelings in within the, the, the frame of doing these interviews with Mr. Rogers uh, for a magazine. And it's set in the ancient, ancient past of 1998. So it's a, it's a period oh, piece. One year before we did the book. That's right. Yeah. The child in the book could be reading trashy town mm. when they get done but it's funny because they have computers but they don't have cell phones and it's it was it was just very weird to sort of watch what was same and what was different uh from that time okay so i recommend it beautiful day in the neighborhood can't go wrong with tom x exactly i mean well you can he's done terrible films terrible films Go to the volcano. <laughs> it was a good movie. <laughs> I like that movie. Okay, that was a weird, that was a weird tangential thing. Um, so we don't get caught in any more of those. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse Eight and Kate is a Fuse Number Eight production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at fuse underscore kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kaim, and our good neighbor is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.